Maskom Galapag Metro FM Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, good evening, Ayabonga. Good evening to your listeners. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming through. Andy, so let's, let's maybe just start off, um, you know, with uh, this story coming out of um, your operations um, in Kabecha and in Kwagombo, uh, uh, as it's called now, out in Buffalo City. Um, and uh, it seems your lines there, which would have been used by many uh, working class commuters, you know, in um, uh, places like Kariha, places like Mtanzania and others, uh, will return to service, but they return to service on a different basis. Uh, tell us what that is. Um, so tomorrow, um, uh, tomorrow was mm. um, before COVID days. Yes, so it's 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 in the mornings and also in the afternoon. So it's, okay. it's one it's single train trips in the morning and in the afternoons. Unfortunately, mm. however, as we um, fixing uh, the, the the network and and rehabilitating that infrastructure then we will be able to also introduce the new electrical trains and also increase the frequency um, of the train services. And, and then that all should become the full service. And what also becomes um, something worth considering is also the station's uh, 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 um, readiness um, mm, for operations. So at limited service, it means that the stations themselves are only at basic functionality. Um, but there's still work that needs to be done um, at the station level as well. So, I mean, many of these stations, um, you know, there's one I'm, I'm actually thinking about. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, Mount Ruth now. Um, many of those, uh, you know, train stations have effectively been ransacked of everything from windows to the copper la- cabling that electrified them. And um, the suggestions being made here that people are going to go there in the early hours of the morning um, or late in the evening. It's winter, it gets darker earlier. In the mornings, it gets, you know, light comes in a lot later. Are you going to increase your security complement, especially in some of the uh, uh, train stations uh, that have been derelict and uh, are now clearly in a state of dilapidation? Yeah, I'm definitely premises and also um, inside the trains, um, just for the safety and security of mm. our commuters as well. Um, one of the issues was um, vegetation and lighting. Um, you know, you would have seen that vegetation is a big is a big security risk, mm. and so. So it's constantly working on the vegetation, making sure that um, we mitigate um, security risks. Um, we deal with the security risks, and so we deal with issues of vegetation. Also, lighting is something that is top priority, mm. and so we are also um, rolling out our integrated security plan, working also with law enforcement agencies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess these diesel locomotives, just out of interest, um, I mean, you, you've now returned them to service. Before what kind of repair and maintenance work has been undertaken to them? And how different would they be uh, to uh, the locomotives that workers who maybe, you know, um, embark in Wilsonia or embark out in dispatch uh, that they would have used pre-COVID? Um, so uh, there wasn't much for those okay. of the diesel locomotives that we are using currently. And so what we have done is um, previously we were using the 35M. It's a different class of diesel locomotive. Mm. Right now we're using the 33M. And so they, our drivers need to go through a conversion training to understand the system and how that locomotive works. But we okay. get our locomotives from TFR. 
So the 33M ile indala ka sportnet with the yellow lines it looked very maroon type colored one. It is a red diesel motor. Yes, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did try. We shared pictures um, of the diesel locomotive, and it's an unfortunate situation that we have to be using um, diesel traction. But it mm. is for um, for the interim measure, so that we can start planning for the repair work on yes. the electrical cable. I mean, on the electrical lines and on the payway work that also mm. um, needs to get underway. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, for for many of our listeners, these are good strains, Akdala, and uh, you know, as as uh, I think Adiso, you're saying, quite unfortunate that we've kind of had a reversion now in uh, the kind of technology we use to transport many commuters, but many of the commuters in these two lines, especially, so Kabecha um, to Karicha, and as you said, you know, the Berlin to East London line um, would be industrial workers. Many of uh, much of this line, of course, goes past a lot of industrial areas. Um, I mean, talk to to us about just your thoughts as Prasa of what impact not having had these lines functional and in service uh, that would have had on um, industrial workforces and I guess even the cost competitiveness of uh, our manufacturing sector. Um, I I think um, I I can speak in broad uh, general Mm. terms and not specifics, but I think um, generally even in Pretoria we have a... um, Mm. When we are not running services, we are not able to generate sure. a, a, a revenue, and then it has a knock-on effect on all other operational issues around Prasa. You know, you hear people saying that um, uh, some of the stations are not being serviced or are not being um, um, uh, 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 maintained, and it's sort of the issue of you know um, budget issues because we are not generating enough mm. income. So it does have uh, it does have a knock on effect when you are yeah. not running trains. Um, sure. we, we we become vulnerable to also vandalism and theft. Mm. So I can just speak generally that one can imagine what um, it does when we don't um, um, uh, offer train services. I mean, I've mm. I've heard and read elsewhere people who've had to uh, uh, lose their jobs because they cannot get to work. They cannot afford mm. to get mm. to work. So you, you can imagine uh, um, the role that we play um, uh, uh, for the economy, sure, uh, the role sure. we play in economic development yeah. and uh, and job opportunities. And this one, your trains are old also. The ones that you've now, I guess, you know, um, or the ones you would have used on that line uh, were the infrastructure itself uh, in a suitable state. Those, uh, by your own admission, are in some cases generally over 50 years old. The lifespan of a coach is 40 years. Uh, you've now gone out into uh, the public and said, you're going to, I guess, in the next while, uh, award 7.5 billion rand worth in a contract for general overhaul. What is that? Uh, and I guess, how does it assist us to deal with um, all of these 50-year-old trains that ideally should not be out on our tracks unless they undertake significant maintenance and repair? Yellow grey trains mm. are sitting there staged, waiting um, to be fixed and repaired and, and all the necessary work um, done to bring them back to um, to functionality. And so that's what this general overhaul contract is all about, is that um, in every 40 to um, 50 years, trains need to go under huge heavy maintenance. But also, quite importantly, is that also every 10 years, a train must go through a maintenance program. 
And so with our trains, it hasn't been happening consistently and it has had a huge impact on um, on the functionality of our trains. Mm. And so and so some of the trains would have gone for many years without going through a maintenance program and has also affected um, the functionality. So it, it, there's a lot of work that needs to go into um, repairing and refurbishing our trains. It's mm. also looking at the engine itself, um, uh, um, upgrading, for example, um, a train's engine is part of the work that needs to be done. And so that's what we're going to be doing every year. Um, about 380 to 400 trains will go through um, um, a maintenance uh, this general overall program nationally. We didn't give it to one particular company because of the scope of work that needs to be done. Mm. But we're also we want other key players in the industry to also come on board uh, uh, um, because it was an industry that was decimated when we stopped um, doing uh, uh, um, maintenance work. Mm. And just remind us, why, why did you stop? Um, I, I think uh, the, 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 the contract had come to an end, and so we had had to go back out on, 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 on to the market to get another service provider. But unfortunately, that took a while um, to award um, these contracts for various reasons, mm. um, issues with procurement, um, scope, and all of that, where things were, um, the, 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 the contracts were not awarded and had to go back um, to the procurement processes and the various stages. And so it did take quite some time um, to, to finalize um, the procurement process for, for, for general overhaul. But finally, um, we, we, we awarded the contract to five companies um, nationally to start the the work, the maintenance work. And this needs to coincide also with our rollout of the new electrical trains because part of the, our plan and our modernization program is that as we um, phase in, as we roll out the electrical trains, we need to phase out um, the yellow gray trains as well. So there's a parallel process that is going to happen. But at the same time, as we are bringing in the electrical train slowly, um, the yellow and gray trains also need some maintenance work as much as they will be phased out at some point. Mm, mm. Look, then the I guess the other one, just as we wrap up, uh, Andy Swan, we know that train stations by their nature because of the footfall and I think even your own planning for temporary return of services in these two uh, lines uh, in urban parts of the Eastern Cape recognizes this, that uh, massive footfall in the mornings, massive footfall in the, in, in the evenings, right? So people going to work in the mornings and uh, in the evenings, people heading back to their homes from their workplaces. Um, and that makes for a very roaring trade for many in the informal sector. Operation Tutula has come out and said, you guys are making it difficult for South African nationals to be able to um, use train stations and the real estate in the train stations as trading spaces. Talk to us about uh, your views on that allegation. We saw you making a statement on that earlier. I think it's absolutely um, outrageous. Um, it's quite absurd that we wouldn't allow not even one South African to to trade on our premises. We do give priority to South Africans, but we also don't discriminate against gender, race, or nationality. 
um, we do allow people to trade, um, even if they are not of South African nationality. We also allow them to trade, but but they need to meet certain um, criteria and requirements. And part of it is that they need to be in the country legally, and they must have all the necessary documentation. What is also important um, that people must also note and Operation Dudula is that we work with info, with the uh, with the informal traders associations with the various governing bodies, I mean with the various bodies that represent informal traders, and they are the ones who have a database of informal traders that should be allocated um, um, a demarcated space to trade. And so they know also our requirement is that we want, we giving priority to South Africans, but also if they are people of a different nationality, they need to meet um, certain requirements and they need to be here in the country legally. But what we've also picked up as a practice is that even the people that we allocate space will sublet or lease out that space to somebody else. And so that, that's part of the, 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 the weaknesses within that system that we need to tighten up. Hence, mm. we have this informal traders uh, um, policy. It is to help regulate the space more, um, to tighten up um, the, our controls so that the people who should be trading are, are the actual people that we've granted the permits. Um, so that's the work that we've put in place. We want to further regulate um, the, 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 the uh, um, in, uh, um, trading within our premises. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how do you see that? Um, just as part of your own strategy, I mean, and contribution, because many of these traders are women, African women, informal sector. Um, I mean, is this part of your own strategy um, from an enterprise development perspective to make sure that they not only have access to your spaces, but that there's also something as you rebuild and remodernize those stations as spaces that you create dedicated spaces for them that make their trade more convenient stations mm. and the vibrancy that happens out of that is that we give them access however um we also need to maintain the, the integrity of the stations as well mm. um, we need to maintain the cleanliness of the stations we need to also have consideration for the commuters and try find a middle ground between sure. the two. And so even the areas that we've demarcated for them, we will also want to make sure that they have access to 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 to, to foot numbers to mm. people who can buy their goods and services. Sure. Andiswa, we're going to have to leave it here for tonight. Uh, a pleasure catching up with you. And and even Buffalo City, how that first day uh, has gone. And uh, yeah, we'll certainly bring some of that feedback back to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.